Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good morning. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 12th of August, 2022. I'm joined in the studio, as I am every week, by Sam Hyland. Sam, good morning to you. Hello, Chris. Oh, yes, it's uh, it's been a big week, hasn't it? Um, uh, it's been uh, some good racing uh, throughout, and yeah, it's going to continue on uh, this weekend, so looking forward to it. Yeah, we are in for a little bit of rain, uh, a little bit of rain coming down from the coast this morning, but it cleared as I got near Brisbane, but... Uh, we are supposed to cop 10 to 15 mils tomorrow at Eagle Farm. Now, we know that Eagle Farm handles the going or handles the rain very well. Uh, I suppose if the rain falls during the meeting, Sammy, it could chop up a little bit. That's the only thing. So it may get into the soft range if the rain comes. It'll still be good for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen a track that can handle 100 mils it's, of rain, and but Eagle Farm, it's, it, it can cop it. It's waterproof. Yeah. It's a waterproof it, race it track. It can cop it. Anyway, look, for once, we've got a track that we're going to get rain at on a Saturday, and it's not Doombin. <laughs> so that's just the way it's been of late, but not this time around. On the show today, we're going to have a chat to Jack Bruce, of course. Jack has only been training in Queensland for a short time. He's based at uh, Deegan. He's already had a, a city winner, so we'll talk to Jack. Uh, that city winner parade is going around t- tomorrow at Eagle Farm. And we'll also talk to Trent Edmonds uh, at 9 o'clock. Trent, of course, uh, part of the Trent Toby Edmonds training partnership they landed the big race, the Missile Stakes, uh, last Saturday at Ramwick with Hard Empire at a hundred. Was it hundred dollars? I think it was hundred yeah, to one. It was. Yeah, hundred dollars. Yeah, so we'll uh, find out all about that and how exciting that was, as I'm sure it was. Now the top three, my top three, racing from this week. Well, number one is Hard Empire winning the Missile Missile Stakes. Now I went back. He is a bit of a horse of mine, uh, Sammy, and I went back and had a look at his first start run at Grafton. And it was pretty good, actually. In the uh, Ramorni, he was shuffled back last and he ran the quickest last 200 metres of the entire race. So you could have raised some sort of an argument to, to have something on him. Look, it was a much tougher race, obviously, on Saturday. But uh, there you go. Well, some of these horses that weren't quite fit, he was obviously fit enough. So he got up and won the missile stake. So he's highlight number one. Highlight number two, Alex Pattis, the apprentice, winning the Townsville Cup on Namazoo for Ricky Vale. Did you see that? Ah, well, well, well done to uh, Alex. Obviously, uh, we we know Alex. Uh, we've had her on a few times. I think we've had her on the Darling Download yep. a few times, and she's the uh, partner of uh, of Les Baba Tilly. So, uh, yeah, very exciting uh, for see Alex uh, get the money there. Yeah, she rode a daring race. The horse was well clear in the straight and held off those uh, fast finishes, a sale, etc. So, well done to Alex. And my third highlight now has. I know Steve Tregay's not the trainer anymore, but Joshua King, I think, is the guy that's looking after Steve Tregay's horses. Argyle Lane won the last race at the Sunshine Coast last Saturday. That's two from two. Sunday, should I say. That's two from two. He looks raw. 
but he's got those incentivised colours. Uh, could he be half the horse of in- incentivised is? Well, he's, he looks uh, good. he's got the breeding for yeah. it, hasn't he? He's and half, uh, and yep. he's had the, uh, you know, he's he's had, uh, I'm sure, the, the, the same, uh, you know, start to his career and, and well, the, you know, for his early part of his life is, uh, yeah, with Steve Tregay and, and uh, yeah, good on Josh. Uh, and uh, fantastic that uh, great opportunity for him to yeah. be sta- training Steve Tregay's horses. And, uh, yeah, he's got a nice one there, that's for sure. wonder if Ozzy's been on the phone making any offers this year. <laughs> uh, get in early. Get in early while get the price is still low. <laughs> any highlights you'd like to add to that? A uh, bit of um, uh, bit of self-interest there for me last uh, Saturday. Liza with the Z was a good result. It and was then, a good result. Couldn't refuse. How good was couldn't refuse? You were on it. Well, they say you're on a heater. Jim, Jimmy Byrne and uh, Desley Forster. Jimmy Byrne had this horse in the box when he got the split. Wow, we. Uh, yeah, I was working on trackside with uh, Josh Jenkins. And uh, look, uh, Chris, I'm going to say that I got out of the chair. I got out of the chair when couldn't refuse kicked through. And uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a good result. Good. It was a got very, the good very good tip. Uh, now, some news. John Kissick, is he someone that you know well, Sam? Uh, I don't know him well, but very tall jockey and uh, does obviously does a great job with his weight and a great talent. Uh, he rides uh, super. Uh, I'm pretty sure John Kissick, did he start out uh, Albury, Wodonga? Well, that's way? where he is now. Yeah, he might have gone. So. He may have gone to Sydney at some stage. Got a yep. feeling he might have gone to Sydney, but he's back riding in the Riverina, but not anymore. He's decided to uh, hang up the boots, move to Queensland. He's going to take up the role as foreman for O'Day Hoisted. Oh, wow. Not a bad move. Wow, we. That stable's going very well at the moment, as yeah. we know. Uh, terrific career in the saddle, rode for seven years and rode over 400 winners, did Johnny Kissick. So I'm not sure when he's uh, heading up here, but I'm sure it'll be uh, sometime soon. Oh, 405 wins, 12% strike rate. His first win was a Gundagai back in August 2010. So there you go. Uh, Leah Kilner was out and about at the races last Saturday. I thought that was really good to see. Um, she's obviously still going through her uh, rehab. Uh, I think there's six weeks of rehab. I, I did read somewhere she was in hospital for that time, but then I read somewhere else she was back home. So I'm not sure what the uh, actual story is there. But but look, she's um, she's certainly making a you know, a good recovery. Uh, at this stage, and it was great to see all the jockeys get around her at uh, at Doombin last Saturday. And Brody Loy, do you know him very well, sir? I do know Brody uh, quite well, and he was riding in Victoria uh, early doors. And uh, Des O'Keefe actually um, uh, put Brody on to me. We were just we used to chat about his rides uh, early doors, and yeah, used to give him a bit of a hand. So, uh, but he's he's. Uh, he too is a great talent, and since coming up here in Brisbane, I think uh, yeah he'll definitely be uh, have a big presence on the jockeys list. Uh, well, providing everything goes well, he's very serious about winning the jockeys premiership. He rode a double at Doombin on Wednesday. Now he had a little bit of time off recently. He went to a gym health and recovery getaway in far northern New South Wales, operated by ex athletes, including AFL premiership player Dean Solomon, uh, and he's being mentored by Group One winning Victorian jockey James Winks who must be a professional mentor. He's got 13 jockeys on his books. Yeah. That's yeah. not a bad yeah. role, Winksy's, is it? Uh, Winksy's uh, started that business, uh, I think, a few years ago, actually. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, a lot of jockeys use his services, and, and uh, why not? He was yeah. he was a great jockey himself and, and uh, a wise head. 
Well, Brody's been uh, boxing, running up sand dunes, uh, going in a magnesium spa, sauna, and ice bath on a paddle board in the lagoons, doing meditation, all sorts of things. Sam, so he is dead set serious about winning the premiership. So look out, premiership. Brody Alloy is chasing you down. We'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll have a chat to Jack Bruce. You're on the punters, mate, this Friday morning. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Pundas, mate. So on this Friday morning, the 12th of August, 2022, Sam, as promised prior to the break, we're going to catch up with Jack Bruce, who hasn't been training too long in southeast Queensland, but he's certainly starting to make a mark. Uh, he's training out at Deegan. Jack, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us this morning. How, how are you settling in? It's been, let me guess, two to three months now. Would I be right? Yeah, it has been. What's well, funny enough, I've uh, I've been training 100 days on Monday because um, I looked at my horse list. So I had three horses that had been in there for the whole 100 days and everything else was sort of new that I'd subsequently been given to train um, after that. So I'm working 24 at the moment. So I was sort of pretty happy with that effort and happy with how things are going. Jack, what made you choose Queensland to, to, to kick off? Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, uh, did you have clients up here ready to go or uh, what how, What influenced that choice? Not really, but I just think Queensland's a jurisdiction that's on the up. I think the BRC put a lot of money into the carnivals and they're trying to sort of compete. And I think racing in Australia in general is in one of these upward swings where you know, punting is obviously in turnovers at an all-time high, so there's lots of uh, money to be spread around in terms of prize money and that. And it's, you know, New South Wales has seen big increases. It's only a matter of time in Queensland before all of that happens. And I just felt that, um, you know, that it was the time to get up there and try and establish myself before, I suppose, things got good and I could try and get a bit of first mover advantage and yeah. establish myself up there. But, I, like, I, I think it's a thriving race in jurisdiction. I'm going to go to the races on Wednesday at um, Doombin and just see the amount of people at the races That's... for a Wednesday meeting over here. You know, like, it's just great. It's such a such a vibrant industry, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. That's a uh, that's a one-off every year, that meeting. That's uh, that, that's a rip. Did you get into the mosh pit? <laughs> yes, Did you? Yes. They throw you? You're no, a big bloke. Did no, they throw you around? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not. I'm not quite up to that sort of level of um, level of ability. But in any case, it was good. It was a good day. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a really good atmosphere. It's a, it's a big day out. Now, um, you said you've got 24 horses on the books. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. I'm working 24 at the moment. So I've um, like I've made a promising start. I'm really happy with that. And uh, yeah, no, it's good. But I've got a few more. I've got a few babies that I need to rotate through and stable and all the rest of it. So no, it's going good. I was going to ask, how many did you kick off with when you first opened up? How many uh, were on the books? Seven. Yeah, seven. So seven, um, that's seven. not bad. Yeah. But funnily enough, I only had about three horses um, at about, you know, when I first sort of started. And then about two weeks before I started, I had seven. So no, it's good. I've sort of come, built it up, you know, from scratch. And I think that's been the best way because I've built a good team of clients and horses and obviously staff as well and now I'm, I'm fairly happy with what I've got. And facilities at Deegan there, what are, what are the positives out training out of Deegan? Well I think one of the big things is Sandgate Beach it's about three minutes down the road it's great to keep your horses fresh and especially if you get given tried horses that have sort of done the rat race at a city track their whole lives, it's a great thing to just take them down, walk them in the water and you know, you can really sort of train their mind a little bit more there. It's a lovely, quiet track. 
Um, they've basically got a course proper and a sand, which is fairly all-purpose, and I think it's only about 18 months old. So um, there's not a lot of horses trained there, probably about 100, 120, um, which obviously helps as well, nice quiet environment. And, yeah, you sort of get free reign of the place, and I think at 24 I'm approaching the biggest trainer at Deegan. Yeah, and, and, and it's look, it's close, it's handy. You can you can jump on the road there and it's, what, 20 minutes or so down to Eagle Farm and Doombin. You've got the Sunshine Coast uh, an hour or so up the road also. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm at the Eagle Farm jump-outs this morning. They've got 400-metre jump-outs every Friday. You know, because you're a trainer to BRC track, you're just putting them on the float and down you come. I've jumped a couple of young horses out, not out to break any records, but just to trip away in a good time. And mm. I've sort of got the use of that. I've taken horses into Doombin for gallops and Doombin for jump outs. It's, you sort of get the best of both worlds being where I am. So I would say those things are big, big positives. And I did spot you with the Sunshine Coast trials a couple of Tuesdays ago also. So I know you get around. Yeah, I, I love ducking up there. <laughs> I love ducking up there. It's good, but once again, it's a good opportunity to give your horses a trip away from home and just pull them their eyes, especially the young ones where you're educating them. And even the older horses, you know, it just freshens them up and gets them out of the routine. So, no, I enjoy doing stuff like that. And, I'm, yeah, I, I, I need to go to Bow Desert on the 22nd of August, so you see me out there too. <laughs> What's out there? Is there something we need to know about? Trials, trials, yeah. Okay, trials. Very right, trials, right. yeah. Uh, now, you don't mind travelling even further than that because you ran uh, head up high at uh, Newcastle last Saturday. Yeah, I did. I, he's, he's a horse who was another triad horse that I, I've sort of picked up and I felt that although he's no star, he does appreciate the distance races, of which there aren't too many in Queensland. So um, what I've done basically is I've just found a couple of nice races for him in Sydney, one at Newcastle and there's one at the end of the month and at Warwick Farm and I'm just going to test him over a little bit further. So that's sort of my thinking there and obviously I've got good contacts in New South Wales where my horses can stay and you know, keep to my system and all the rest of it. So that's been a good thing. He ran well. Wouldn't say the tempo of the race particularly suited him. They wanted to go a good gallop and they just went steady. But in any case, no, it's good. And I'm, I'm lucky I've got those relationships that I can lean on a little bit. And he must be a stable favourite. I mean, he was your first winner as a trainer. Yeah, correct. Yeah, he is. And uh, my farrier, Steve Crosby, took the plates off him and came into my office and said, here, I'll give you your Plates for your first winner. He said, when you train a Metro winner, I'll give you the plates off that. So when Braid won, he gave you the plates off that. And he's like, right, I'm sick of giving you plates. You're trying to stake someone now. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully um, that's not too far away, but you just got to keep your head down and keep going. Braid has uh, obviously been a good horse for you, winning in town at, at Doombin. I actually know uh, Laurie Lama, who is in the uh, ownership of Braid. Uh, is oh, yeah, yeah. Laurie's uh, late 90s, but uh, uh, just loves his racing. And, uh, uh, yeah, he was telling me about it uh, all last week. Beraden, he's uh, pretty chuffed with this horse. So he's been, uh, yeah, he's he's been great for you since moving up here. Well, he has, and I was very fortunate that I got him off Archie Alexander, basically, race fitting and good nick, and he had three runs back, and he'd missed the kick sort of three or four each time and got beaten three or four each time. So his runs were good, and he'd been in good form, so I haven't really had to reinvent the wheel with him. I think he's just a bit like me. He's appreciated the sun on his back and a good time um, up in Queensland, and you know, I've just kept him ticking over and spaced his runs, and he's proven quite effective, so yeah, look, I've been really stoked with the way when he won last start, beat fast talking. Um, so I'm hoping that that form will hold. Um, but you never know in racing. you just got to hope it all works. He needs the speed on, so that's probably a big thing. And I'm not sure he'll get that on Saturday. But 
I'd, I'd be really pleased with how he's going. He's a happy horse. Just pay one of those long shots to go out and put the speed on. Give him a couple hundred. <laughs> well, pacemaker. T- tell him to roll, get out and roll in front. Um, you know? Unfortunately, we're in Australia where betting integrity is of the utmost importance, so we can't be doing that. I'll have to go and train in Europe if I want to have pacemakers. But no, in any case, look, you know, they all get their turn, and if I get the tempo I want, I'll be okay. And if not, well, we just save them for another day. Yeah, uh, look, there, look, there looks to be probably three horses in that race that may roll along, bump and run, fast talking's capable of going forward, face toss might go forward. So, And that's the thing, you never know in these distance races. You might get one just uh, from left field that decides to take off. Exactly. Now, you never know, and you've got to be in it to win it. And, um, yeah, look, if it works out how I, how I hope, then I think it'll run really well. And he's got, he has a, uh, a victory at the track, and, of course, he did run sixth here, three back. Uh, behind Bartholomew Diaz, and of course he won at Doomben. So you don't think the tracks, the track suits him? Seems to. I mean, we are going to get some rain, but gee, Eagle Farm, you're pretty hard pressed to uh, to turn it into a really soft track. Yeah, exactly. And I feel basically, unless he's racing on a heavy track, um, he's going to be okay. So if the surface is soft or better, I think he's okay. Being an older horse, he loses his confidence on the wet tracks and. Essentially, he just puts his tippy toe on there and decides he's not going to put in, which is sort of what he did at the Sunshine Coast. So um, I think, you know, he, he made a seven and a half or eight length turnaround on fast talking yeah. from the Sunshine Coast to his doom and win. So I reckon that gives a good indication of um, how much he sort of puts in on those wet tracks. And if he gets services to suit, he, he tries hard and runs well. Cherry Pick has been a good pickup for your stable? She has. She's been an outstanding pick up. I bought her off Rob Crabtree and I was funny when I worked for Karamara, I was talking to Rob about a couple of his horses. I mentioned I was going training in Queensland. He said, well, I tell you what, I've got a mare who doesn't fit my broodmare band. She's not black tight, but Peter Moody's got her. She's a handy metro class horse. She's by unfashionable stallion out of a mare who died foaling her. So essentially of no use for me as a breeding proposition. So I think she'd be Great for you. She's got ability. Um, you just got to buy at the right price. So I went to seventy thousand for her, and she won first up for me at Ipswich. I think she's going to be a handy metro horse in time. She's second at the Gold Coast mm. um, last Saturday. Just didn't get a lot of luck, but she's going to, you know, she'll end up being a Wednesday and Saturday horse for me in the future. Um, so long as we keep her ticking over, and yeah, horses like that and getting them through contacts, I know, has been really beneficial to me. I'm pretty lucky. Jack, thanks so much for joining us this morning. We wish you nothing but success going forward. I'm sure we'll speak to you again shortly. Good luck with Parade tomorrow. Thank you very much, guys, and thanks so much for having me. That's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Jack Bruce joining us this morning from the Eagle Farm Jump Outs. Jack, of course, trains at Deegan. Sammy, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, uh, we'll have another. Well, when we come back from the break, we'll have a chat to Trent Edmonds. Good day. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland on this Friday morning. Sam, we have racing today at Ipswich, and you will be on trackside this afternoon. Yeah. You had all your tips, and you have been in red-hot form of late. The switch. Uh, they can get up without names there and uh, can mix it up, and I, I've got a few at value today. So have you? Uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, we can do it again. I had a bit of luck with Tabard, actually, last start, winning at big odds, and I reckon it'll be hard enough to beat again. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, the switch today. What time does Trackside kick off? Uh, one o'clock. One o'clock. Okay, so one o'clock today for Trackside. 
Uh, other meetings, Eagle Farm, of course, is our main meeting tomorrow. Aquas Park, Gold Coast and Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. Innisfail race tomorrow, Sam. And it is the running of the Banana Cup. On the Banana Cup? The eh? Banana Cup. $20,000 race will be run at Innisfail tomorrow. Lovely part of the world. Uh, right up there north. Uh, meetings on Sunday, of course, at the Sunshine Coast is the main meeting. We race at uh, Ipswich next Wednesday, Rockhampton on Thursday, Gatton on Friday, and back to Doombin next Saturday, Aquas Park Gold Coast, Cairns. Now, Cairns Cup next Saturday, so that'll oh. be a massive day. Toowoomba again in the Twilight Zone and Sunshine Coast. Polytrack, take note. Saturday, Sunday week, the poly track, not the grass at the Sunshine Coast. So Ipswich today, Eagle Farm tomorrow, they're the main two meetings. We will come back after the break and we'll catch up with Trent Edmonds, of course Trent, co-trainer of Hard Empire, who won the missile stakes at triple figure odds at Randwick last Saturday. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Good morning. Welcome to The Punter's Mate on this Friday, the 12th of August, 2022. You'll be Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. If you haven't been with us for the first half of the show, we caught up with Jack Bruce, who, of course, uh, is training out of Deegan, formerly a foreman for Kiramar and David Eustace. Had a good chat to Jack. If you'd like to listen to that, uh, jump onto the SEN uh, website podcast and you'll be able to find that that uh, podcast interview along one of those platforms that covers all those podcasts, Sammy. I'll get the right words out in just a moment. <laughs> Good morning again to yourself, Sam. Chris, oh, yeah, looking forward to a big weekend of racing. So uh, uh, I've actually got tomorrow off and taking the belly lids to the Echo. Oh, so well, hoping, hoping uh, not too much rain is about, but anyway. But a little bit just to keep the crowd away. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. I, I, you know, initially I thought uh, this is not ideal with the rain, but then, but then I thought, you know, it might be a bit quieter there on a Saturday. So if there's a bit of rain about, which uh, will make it easier instead of lining up for stuff anyway. Now, have I'm you, sure I won't be that lucky, Chris. Have you been to the bank to get a, uh, a loan? Yeah, well, I gathered that if it's anything like the Melbourne show, uh, which it looks uh, very similar, um, yeah, it's going to be a sting. But anyway, that's uh, do that's, that's all part and parcel of Billy Lids, isn't that's it? That's right. I suppose. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. As promised, Trent Edmonds is joining us online. Trent, good morning to you. Morning, guys. How are we all? Very, very well. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. All righty, before we go any further, let's just have a listen to this. Prime candidate straightens in front by two on Embracer. Then Forbidden Love, Bellucci Babe going back to the inside, working into the clear as Wonder Bar and Gem Song on the outside. It's Prime Candidate, just the leader from Gem Song, and going through is Wonder Bar. Hard Empire down the outside with a big run. Hard Empire moved up to Gem Song. Hard Empire, the Queenslander, went on by and won the missile stakes. Wonder Bar second and nose in front of Gem Song. And- Question number one. Uh, where, um, where did you watch that race? <laughs> well, I was uh, on the way back to the Gold Coast Turf Club from Doombin, oh. uh, probably halfway home. Do you in the car parked or did you listen to it on the radio? I wasn't driving. I was in the passenger seat. Oh, good. I bet you were. Uh, you'd gone for the whip at about <laughs> you, the hundred metres. Did you get, get up and about? Did you get up and about? 
<laughs> no, I wasn't that. I wasn't that patient. It was uh, as soon as they topped the rise. I, uh, as soon as they topped the rise, I started to uh, get a little bit antsy. You just you just run into it pretty quick, and thought, well, if he lets down, he's going to be hard to beat from there. And he did. And he did. Uh, I mean, he's a horse that I've always liked. And I, I saw him at the trials at the Sunshine Coast recently. He won a heat there, and he looked pretty good. And I thought, well, I've got to keep my eye on him. Uh, I know he was unlucky at Grafton, but even I thought, well, he's probably going to struggle in a Group 2 in Sydney. But go back and look at that Grafton run. Trent, he was pretty good. He ran the fastest last 200 metres of the Ramoni. You would know that. Yeah, it was, a, it was a disgraceful watch, um, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> putting, putting, it pretty, putting it pretty bluntly. Um, but anyway, that, that is what it is, and we sort of... Got our heads together with the lads who own him, and well, what do we do with him now? Um, we might have a crack at the missile stakes purely for the fact that a couple of those really well-credentialed Sydney horses uh, would be a bit soft early, and their prep was better better to come. So, um, you know, it was a well-hatched plan yeah. by uh, all the guys, and he got the job done. Yeah, congratulations! It was a, it was a terrific performance, and uh, one that we were quite happy to see. Where's his next run going to be? Oh, look, we haven't even worked that out, to be fair. There's just, I suppose the beauty about it is there's a stack of options um, now. And, um, you know, it's just good to see him back in form. Like, he hasn't been totally totally hopeless or anything. I don't know he's 100 to 1, but um, no. prior to that, before coming to us, he'd run fourth in a Goodwood. Um, he'd been a good sprinter for a, a fairly long time. He won a George Moore for us and, um, you know, raced, raced well without winning on Magic Millions Day and whatnot. So, um there's plenty of options. Sydney Stakes, that Everest Consolation, um, in a couple of months' time. I know that's a fair while away, so we'd have to probably have a run between now and then. That's a two million two million dollar race this year. Um, that's nothing to be sneezed at. You know that that looks like a pretty pretty attractive option. Group three, twelve hundred meter. You know, obviously track and trip winner last week. So that looks like a pretty good option. But what we do with him between now and then, uh, just not quite sure yet. Trent, uh, nine years of age, this horse, and still rounding his races off, as we saw he did in the missiles. Fantastic. Um, with a horse like that, um, do you have to do much with him? I, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I think, uh, you know, when old horses, when they find form and, and you're just keeping them happy and well and sound, they, they seem to turn up uh, without doing much with them. Yeah, that's, that's pretty true. Um, you know... Last prep in the in the summer, he didn't quite come up as well as we hoped. His first up run was good, and he, admittedly, he was coming off the back of a joint surgery um, in the winter, so he might have just taken a little while to get over that. And he's he's tremendously sound now. And as you just said, don't do much with him. We're pretty gentle on them anyway, and um, you know he doesn't take a great deal of work anyway. He's a pretty uh, willing old bugger in his track work, so um, keeps himself pretty pretty fit pretty uh easily comes comes up to the mark pretty pretty easily so haven't had to do a great deal with him and um basically he was back in a grassy paddock uh, 36 hours after he won so he'll spend a week week and a half out there and then we'll sort of build him into something else and um yeah as you said just maintaining the the old boys form and keeping them sound and happy and um they'll perform now sydney obviously uh was where we'll see him next but no chance of going to melbourne Oh, look, there's, there's so many races, whether it's Melbourne or Sydney, uh, unsure just yet. So um, I suppose they're hard to win wherever you go. 
Um, but with the Everest Carnival and all the prize money increases and whatnot, um, Melbourne has been diluted a little bit. And um, ain't that the know, truth? We'll just... Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is. But uh, anyway, the, the prize money is healthy, healthy for racing and whatnot, but um, we just got to get a slice of it. <laughs> All right. Now, talking of uh, carnivals and, and even our own carnival, our summer carnival up here will be on our doorstep before we know it. Uh, horses to follow. Mimi Lagarde, where's she? Uh, she's not far off a trial. Um, she might even join the old boy on a float down south at some stage but we haven't quite nutted out a plan for her whether or not we give her one run up here firstly and then take her uh, away unsure um so yeah there's there's a stack of races we won a few of those sort of group two group three fillies and mares races with a mare called winter bride a couple of seasons ago and, and something like those the northwood plume and those type of things would be really suitable for her any others we need to keep a lookout for Mate, we're pretty pretty thin on the ground to be fair yep. um a lot, of, a lot of young horses sort of coming coming through and uh, unraced stuff. So hopefully they can start to uh, put their hands up a little bit and um, I know we can uh, roll back into the winner's circle. Now, what about today? Uh, you saddle up Grand Zoo. I, I always find him a bit tricky, uh, this Grand Zoo. What are you expecting with him? I think he'll be a lot closer in the run than what he was the other day. Uh, and... If he's genuine, he's been really, he's been pretty genuine in his first two runs back this preparation. So I would think if he's genuine again today, race looks like it sets up nicely for him. Should get a beautiful run. If he doesn't bowl him over, I'd be pretty cranky to be fair. Um, well, he's tip. going good. <laughs> yeah, he's just got to just got to perform on race day, Sammy. He's a bit tricky at times. You're right. Uh, and Bursley in the last finds a nice race. Um, Run the other day over the 13.50 at home was okay without being outstanding, but it just looked to me as though he was screaming for a little bit further. So, um, you know, he won his maiden at Ipswich two starts back. So we go back there from a soft gate. Looks like a pretty nice race for him. He's just got enough weight, 59.5 kilos. Um, but same same kind of thing if he, if he wasn't to be competitive in, in that sort of greater race pretty disappointed it just looks like it sets up beautifully for him now at this early stage uh and look i might have missed it this morning you've got the lioness accepted for both the gold coast uh tomorrow and also at eagle farm which way are you leaning at this stage because she's a really good mare second up yeah she is um and we're basically on weather watch there's pros and cons for both if we go to eagle farm it's not going to get called off but if we get the tipped rain at the Gold Coast, I think we'll be in a bit of strife. So we're just playing the waiting game there. Um, obvious advantages to both places. The Gold Coast is a $50,000 race, so she's won here at the track before. So we're just unsure as yet. Uh, whichever way we go, she'll compete really well. She's good each-way chance in both, but um, we're just on weather watch for the next sort of 24 hours. What you take out of her first up run uh, up north at Rocky? She was, uh, I thought she was good finishing off, and she's just very, very consistent. Did she come through it well? Yeah, she did. It was probably, in hindsight, just a bit short for her. We yep. thought small field, um, you know, the 1,000 metres, she would be able to get away with it, but just uh, proved to be a little bit nippy. She made good ground late and uh, was really solid through the line, so just suggested to us that she needed to step up in journey, and... Um, Obviously, that's what we're going to do. So, yeah, she was good and come back. Has had no 
no ill effects from the run. We scratched her last week from a terrible gate and um, you know, had to just keep her ticking over for this week and uh, wait in the wings, but uh, ready to run a big race. Trent, you missed the lunch earlier in the week and Donga paid. Like, it, it was all on. I've uh, got um, a few other priorities. <laughs> Baby, you know, changing nappies and that kind of stuff, Sam. You know, you've been there. Life's I'm, changed, I'm though. Doing it. <laughs> it's good <laughs> fun, it. isn't it? Isn't it good fun? That's fantastic, actually. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Good on you. How's all, how's all the renovations going at the track? Uh, I've noticed the last couple of Saturdays the rail's been out a long way. It's not out as far this week, but uh, we've got some 1,350-metre races and 1,700-metre races. Is that going to stay that way? Um, it will be for the foreseeable future. Uh, I think there's... Because, um, obviously, the uh, temporary training track built around the outside, um, there was some concerns... Or getting built around the outside, I should say. There were some concerns um, about starting them out of the chutes and having to cross over that track. But uh, I think the jockeys and the stewards have okayed it. Um, so when, when that goes in and it's uh, operational, um, we'll be back to our normal distance ranges, I believe. So that's all well and good. The works have kicked off now. And uh, to be fair, they've been a long time coming. Like mm. I've been here, back up here 10 years now and there's been talk and talk and talk about it ever since I've been back up here. So to finally see some soil turned is... A welcome relief. It'd be a little bit of pain for the next couple of months, and, and sort of just having to differ from the usual systems, I guess, in how you, how you work your horses and whatnot. But um, the end product's going to be well worth it. So um, you know that is what it is, and we just keep punching on. Short term pain for a long term gain. Thanks, Trent. Really appreciate your time as always this morning. Best of luck over the weekend, and best of luck with Hard Empire next time we see him. Cheers, lads. Thanks for that. Thanks, Trent. Trent Edmonds joining us this morning. On the punters, mate. We'll go for a break, Sammy. When you come back from the break, we'll catch up with Scott Cross from Crossbet. We'll get a sports betting update. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Friday morning, you are with Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland, and you're also with Scott Cross from Crossbet, who joins us with a sports betting wrap from his not-so-sick bed. Scott, good morning to you. Scott, we got you. Ah, hello. Got you. Sorry, Sorry about that. Know what happened there. Lost you there for a moment. Uh, you got a bit of COVID, but you're okay. Mate, I'm fine. Yes, unfortunately, got the COVID. So, uh, mate, in the house for seven days. So, Ooh. hopefully, uh, it makes my form better, but uh, I highly doubt it. <laughs> You'll be climbing the walls in a few days, I guarantee it. Exactly. <laughs> now, we've got uh, plenty to talk about this morning. Roosters and the Cowboys, 3 p.m. Uh, tomorrow yeah, afternoon. Yeah, look, this is a really, really close game. Look, the Roosters are favourites. Look, uh, sorry, no, the, the Cowboys are favourites uh, away. Uh, look, I'm going to take the Roosters here uh, flat out. I'm not even confident of the plus two and a half. So uh, for me, I think it's going to be a really, really close game and it could go either way, but I'm sticking with the Roosters. Okay. The Broncos and the Knights face off tomorrow night at 7.35. Yeah, no surprise here that the Broncos uh, are the raging favourites against the Knights who are really being uh, hot and cold. Look, the line is big at minus 17 and a half, but uh, for a bit of value, uh, I'm going to say the Broncos at home uh, to cover the 17 and a half line. All righty. Now, a very, very important game on the AFL front tonight. The Lions and the Saints at Marvel Stadium, yes. 750. Mm. 
Very, very important game uh, for St Kilda. Look, the Lions have never travelled that well. I mean, it's not the MCG. Uh, it is Marvel. <laughs> True. Um, however, I am going to say, I'm going to take the St Kilda plus line at 10.5 and, and say that uh, you know, it's going to be closer than I think the odds will have it. I'm going to take St Kilda plus. All right. Now, Sammy's got some thoughts on the PB Lawrence stakes, but he's keen to hear the market. Oh, right. Um, look, fairly wide affair. There's money comes as no doubt the favourite, Mr. Brightside. It's at $3.50, around 30% of the hold at the moment. Look, uh, one of my favourite horses, Scalopini. There's some money around for it as well. I am Superman, uh, open at 5 out to five fifty. Look, despite the draw, I actually don't mind Elephant. Look, it opened at 9, it's in at 8.50. Its first up form is great. I think it's you know four starts, three wins. Uh, its form over the distance is quite good as well. So for a bit of value, I'm going to go elephant. The question, of course, uh, is is the draw, is the barrier. Yeah, well, good on you, Scott. I, I'm with you. I, I'm a big fan of elephant in this race. Uh, it's good first up. It's good at the trip. And, yeah, I just think for a group two race, wow, it's... Uh, Really doesn't have a lot of depth to it, and and it's uh, it's yeah, it's lacking. And I think Elephant can can step up here. It, it's uh, he's sharp enough, and a few of those horses will be back off them. Uh, I think I think he'll give it a real shake. I'm just going Elephant and Buffalo River in the Cornella. Can't beat him. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. It's good to see we're finally on the same page for once. <laughs> the Rosebud in Sydney is a listed race. Uh, looking forward to that race eight tomorrow afternoon at 3.35. Looks a wide open affair though, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. There's sort of money all over the place here. The, look, the, the top weights here back on gate fives. There's a $4.80. Uh, Kibu is the favourite at $3.10 Not much movement for it There's a bit of money around for Miss Hellfire um, Small amount coming for Zuccarino Number 11 But look, for me, I'm going to stick with the market mover Which is Spacewalk The, yep. the J-Mac and James coming combination has, has done well before Look, the money has come for it It opened at 8 and It's already in at $5 So I'd imagine it probably will start shorter again So um, I'm going to stick uh, with the with Jay Mack and Cummings combo there, and uh, my money's on Spacewalk. All righty. Thanks, Scott. Look, after yourself over the weekend in the next four or five days, uh, we'll check back in with you I next be, Friday. I will be fine. You guys have a great weekend. You too. All the best. Scott Cross joining us there from CrossBet, as he does every Friday morning. Now, thanks to Aquist, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, Sam, it's time for follow, fold, or forgive, or sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask Trent Edmonds about Alpine Edge, but I thought uh, after your comments about that horse a few weeks ago, I better let it go because he might take offence. I've got, I've got one for you. You have? All right, yeah. here we go. And, we've, am... and we've, heard him, we've heard about him before. Have we? Yeah. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll go first, but I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, follow. Hang five, I thought was uh, very good. Uh, resuming in the first race at uh, Doombin last Saturday. Never going to win because Spiritualized was too speedy but and was off the bit chasing all the way. But that last little bit suggests that Hang 5 obviously is looking for more ground, so follow. Now, a horse that you tipped last week that I'm tipping tomorrow by the name of Top Order. Oh, yeah. In the distance race. Do you yep. remember tipping it? Yeah, yeah. Went for it a run along well. the fence Went and couldn't get a crack at them. Ran really well. Yeah. He's a one batter. He needs to get wound up. He's got. He's not a sit-sprint horse. Yeah. Um, I just think tomorrow at Eagle Farm in a small field, he gets to the outside. He might be able to wind up and run over the top of them because he was unlucky last week. So top orders are followed. Giannis or Giannis, whoever you want to pronounce him. 
I thought he was good first up. He got into an awful spot on the fence back in the field, but he made good ground. Chris Waller trains. He'll be winning a race. He needs a dry track, though. Manhood. Is that your sausage? No. I'm, I'm going to fold manhood. I think he's had a couple of chances in town, and he hasn't lived yeah, up to the promise. I agree. He had his chance last week as a very short price favourite. So in town, going forward, I'm happy to fold up on manhood. And Tony Golan's Night Mariner resumed, resumed in the last race last week, ran on quite well from the back of the field. Uh, couldn't win from back there, but did a good job running into second. So hang five, a follow. Top order, a follow. Giannis, a follow. Manhood, a fold. And Night Mariner, a follow. And Sam, the floor uh, is yours. St. Moritz. He's, oh. he, he's he's the best. That was last week, wasn't there it? There was, so, yeah. yeah he, I, he, he's the best. He is the best you'll ever see. He, the best sausage. Oh, my gosh. He is a sausage with the lot, the St. Moritz. It's it's becoming amusing just watching him go around. Well, I like, switched on last week, and he was a couple of lengths in front, I think, halfway down the straight, and, yep, he got beaten. And then he saw the weed post, <laughs> and he said, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I love going around in these maidens. What if he went to a place like uh, Innisfail? He'd and still get beat. He would still get Mount beat. Isa? Yeah. Yeah, well, Mount Isa would be good for him, wouldn't it? Like, uh, gee, watch, what, watched a few uh, gazumpers going around there yesterday, uh, Mount Isa. And it was actually hard to watch the races at uh, Mount Isa yesterday between the cattle trucks and the oh, caravans. Funny, isn't, it? And... <laughs> it's the show, isn't it the Rodeos in town for yeah, the weekend? Yeah, it's a big week. Big, yeah. big weekend, yeah. I've actually, a couple of years ago, I actually went to this uh, – Meeting and uh, did this meeting for Sky Channel and uh, yeah, where are we? It's uh, there's plenty goes on. Uh, that's for sure. Did you feel like a real city slicker out of place? Uh, I did. Well, I did when I checked in. Uh, so I got there uh, the <laughs> night before and and I checked in and the lady said, uh, "Make sure you lock your doors." And I said, "Why is that?" And she just said, "I'm just telling you, just lock your doors or you'll get visitors." And I was like, "Wow, wait, really? what's going on here?" Like. So uh, yeah, she was she was giving me the heads up and uh, very. Uh, so you left your door unlocked. Di- different place it was. <laughs> so different place, but uh, yeah, the uh, Fred Brophy's uh, boxing. Tent, oh yeah, the that, troop. That that was fantastic. Uh, that was that was a real eye opener too. And uh, he said it was funny. I uh, got introduced to him and and he said we don't do this. We don't do this down in Victoria. You got too many rules down there. You got too many rules. <laughs> I had a bit of a giggle at that. And he and do you know what? He's right too. We have too many rules down Nanny there State. in Victoria. Yep. All right. We better find some winners for tomorrow. Uh I'll kick it off. Uh, race three, number seven, the horse I just mentioned, top order. I think he's a good chance at double figure odds. As, as I did say earlier, I think he can get to the outside and run home strongly. So race three, number seven, top order each way. Race four, number one, Southern Stock. He's a favourite of mine. He was beaten less than two lengths in the Queensland Derby. Two starts back. His first start run recently, uh, he got back in the field. Did make some good ground. Now, interestingly, tomorrow, there's no pace in this race and he's drawn a wide gate. So he'll he'll get back initially, but they've done this with him in the past. Larry Cassidy makes a mid-race move, circles the field, goes to the front, and then he's not for catching. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that with him tomorrow. Either way, I think he's uh, the horse to beat in race four. Number one, Southern Stock. Gets pretty hard then, Sam. Um, race eight, number eight, Easy Far. Ran second to Punchura last time out on a heavy track. Now, we're not going to get a heavy track tomorrow. I would be surprised if we did. Uh, Punchura likes the wetter ground. Easy Far handles it, but he's better on top of the ground and meets Punchura a couple of kilos better at the weights. So I think... Easy far, number eight, might be able to turn it around and beat 
a horse that you could have possibly had in your sausage file, but he's going all right, this prep, Tokariki lad. Yes, he, he is going all right. He, going, can, he can be a bit quirky, can't he? He can. Uh, so they're my three on what I think is a pretty tough day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Race three, number seven, each way, top order. Race four, number one, southern stock. At race eight, number eight, easy far. Is there anything that you like around the place? Short, Eagle Farm, race two, number five, ice in Vancouver. It just wins, doesn't it? I don't know. I've gone for F Troop. Okay. Okay. But I... F Troop won't want any rain. It's... Uh... Well, that's not ideal, Chris, because they're, the <laughs> they're saying rain. <laughs> and, yeah. and when it rains in Queensland, it no, rains. It does. It does. Look, that, that field's fallen away. As we speak now, we've lost one, two, three runs. So we're down to a field of five. Uh, and I planned on uh, Racecourse Road, Ice in Vancouver, and a couple of others going nuts in front and F Troop sitting off them. Mightn't be the case now, so I might have to change my selection in the morning, but we will see. Anything interstate you fancy? Uh, I'm a big fan of Elephant, as uh, as we said with Scott Cross. I think uh, he'll be running well. Um, but, yeah, not not a bad meeting at Caulfield, is it? Just, just get small fields there at Caulfield. You know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's always the theme there at Caulfield. They don't get big bumper fields. Some of those early races, uh, not a lot of depth to them. But, anyway, uh They'll all have winners, Chris. Yeah, there'll be eight, nine winners there. There'll be 10 at Rose Hill. Now, at Caulfield tomorrow, we've got some really strong representation from the uh, O'Day Hoisted team. Yes. She's got the boom, the unbait, unbeaten filly goes around in the Cosette, race number six, horse number six. Race seven, number 11, the very, very impressive, uncommon James. Uh, his two wins up here, this prep, have been very good. The latest, he showed a really strong turn of foot, and he didn't really uh, get put under a lot of pressure there either. Damien Lane. Jumps on top of uh, Uncommon James in the Regal Roller Stakes. He was a big horse, Regal Roller, Sam. He was. Uh, he used to get out in front, Mark Flaherty. He used to ride for Clinton McDonald. And, uh, yeah, he was a bold-going horse. And, gee, he was a good horse, wasn't he? He was. And race eight, number four, Scalapini, who, of course, ran a good second uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, to King of Sparta. And that was at Caulfield. Goes around in the PB Lawrence. Uh, shooting for gold. Did you happen to catch the run of shooting for gold down the straight at Flemington last Saturday? Uh, yeah, yeah. Bit too close in the run, yeah. bit keen. Horse that likes to settle and run on. Don't really think the straight track suited. Then can bring a lot of horses undone, straight racing. Uh, that's for sure. i tell you there's another here, Scorched Earth in race three at Caulfield. Look for it to run well. Uh, the favourite is She's All Class for Kieran Ma. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, Scorched Earth. It'll be good second up. And I'll give you one for Rose Hill. This will be short, but this is a very exciting mare. Race 5, number 5, Frumos, the uh, American mare trained by Chris Waller. Huey Bowman rides. Been nothing but uh, impressive. All three wins. Has a strong turn of foot. I think this is a horse going places. So Frumos for me. So that rounds us out for today, Sammy. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to us today on The Pundas, mate. We'll be back same time, same place next week.